Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from, oh, I almost said you're Belinda. We're from Maui, Hawaii. Hey, everybody. <laughs> this is the um, vacation broadcast of ResurrectMinistry.com, uh, where you can find all of our content. We're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel to every corner of the earth, whether you are a princess walled up in a palace in Dubai or a housewife in Encino, you can meet the Lord Jesus Christ. He will meet you where you are. So we hope you enjoy the resources on the website. Please drop us a line. Let us know um, if it's blessed you in any way or any recommendations you may have. And if you care to partner with us, you can click the donate now button. That was good. Where am I looking? Vacation. Am I? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we got a lot of we got a lot of buttons over here, so got a lot of shenanigans going on. Make sure you let us know if you can hear us. Okay, we're using a different setup, so uh, that would be cool. I'll be there next month, says Iris Yay! to Hawaii. Not next month, as far as our watching our devotional. No, no, she means in Hawaii. Okay, so I make sure. <laughs> um, and did you say make sure and comment and share and let people know that you can? No. Uh, you know what you what, did. Th that we are amazing on, on the devotional. Yeah. I don't know about all that. Help. With but God's help. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> like, share, subscribe. It'd be a, truly a blessing for us. <laughs> yes. Um, so far, how has your vacation been that God has given us? Fantastic. I'm so thankful. Uh, here with two of our daughters. Yes. Two of the three daughters. So that's been pretty fun. Yes, absolutely. I do a little zip lining and some beach time. It's Tomorrow we do snorkeling. Tomorrow's a little bit snorkeling. So are you doing, you're not going snorkeling? I, I am getting on the boat. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's that's what I'm committing to. <laughs> what are we so what we're doing? I know this seems strange to you guys. It's um uh, the 26th, I believe, but we're going to be reading the 25th this morning uh, because we I thought it was really good. Did you think it was good? I did. Yeah. So we'll be uh, reading yesterday's for this morning because we want to make sure and get a broadcast out there onto our podcast. And then later on this evening, uh, we should be able to do today's devotional cool. in our in our mostly normal time. All right. So that's why we're on a little bit early today because uh, I just felt like I just wanted to to read this morning. You just want to tell that story about the mountain. You're now. Do you remember it? No. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad yeah. you said something because I completely forgot. I'm going to put my glasses on too because I'm using a different computer today. Um, all right. So we're reading from Charles Spurgeon for June 25th. Again, that's yesterday, but we're reading it today. And the reference is Isaiah 49. 49. Uh, go up on a high mountain. From the pen of Charles Spurgeon, our knowledge of... Huh? Uh, our knowledge of Christ is somewhat like climbing a high mountain mountain when you are at the foot of the mountain you actually see very little and the mountain itself appears to be only half as high as it really is and if confined to a little valley you scarcely discover anything except babbling brooks as they descend to the base of the mountain yet as you climb the first rising knoll and look back you see the valley lengthen and widen beneath you then as you continue higher as you continue Higher you see the surrounding countryside for four or five miles around and are delighted with the wildering, with the widening perspective. As you continue, the scenery enlarges until at last, when you reach the summit, you can look north, south, east, and west for many more miles. Perhaps you can see a forest uh, 200 miles away, a shimmering river meandering through a valley, smoking chimneys of a manufacturing town and the masts of ships in a busy seaport far below as you look in various directions. 
The view delights you as you declare, I could never have imagined all this could be seen from this elevation. The Christian life is much the same, for when we first believe in Christ, we see very little of him. The higher we climb, however, the more we discover his beautiful attributes. Yet who has ever reached the summit? Who has ever fully grasped how high and deep is the love of Christ and that surpasses knowledge? Still, the Apostle Paul, elderly and gray, gray-haired and shivering in a dungeon in Rome, could say with greater conviction than we can, I know whom I believed. Each experience of this had, made, had been like climbing a hill, each trial like, a, uh, like ascending another summit, and is approaching death like attaining the top of a high mountain from which he could see the totality of the love of, and faithfulness of God to whom he had committed his soul. Dear friend, go up on a high mountain. Dear friend. Dear friend. Go, go up on a high mountain. I, I actually love this because you know what it reminds me of? What? I just remembered what it reminds me oh, of. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad. The Lord obviously wants you to share it. The other day, which is that yesterday? I've already lost track of time. Yeah, yesterday, right? When we read this? Oh, no. It was a day before yesterday. Uh, I was on a zip line with uh, Zara and Ray. Right. And we got in this van down near the ocean at sea level. And at sea level, you're looking up at this mountain. and But then when you turn around, all I'm looking at is a building and traffic oh. and some restaurants. But then we get in this old rickety van, kind of like my old rickety life. <laughs> Bumpy. My old rickety life. <laughs> Bumpy, windy, broken, broken, and uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, just full of nonsense. I was surrounded by in that van, shoulder, shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> and we're making our way up this mountain and crashing and, and, and bouncing and all that kind of stuff. And then as we get higher and higher, um, I, I, I'm not seeing much of a change. Yet right. there's a lot of discomfort. <laughs> <laughs> as we're rattling through both in my ears and in my eyes and in my body. Yeah. And uh, it looks kind of like a desert even here in Maui. But then as I start to get closer and closer to the mountaintop, mm. it begins to get green. It gets lovely. We can see green uh, 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 flowers of red and yellow and animals even scurrying about. And it has got a little peaceful. Aww. And then as we reach the top and got out of the van, turn around and now see the ocean, the same building, Amazing. but now it's tiny. I don't see any of the darkness or the, the you know, the Dirt, brown right? uh, plants and that kind of stuff. It's all now lush, green, beautiful view, which has reminded me of that view from, oops, <laughs> reminds me of that view from, uh, from, hold on, I got to find us because I can't see us. Uh-oh, where'd we go? <sighs> Uh, there we are. <laughs> Just making sure we're still up. It reminds me of my life. You know, the Aww. beginning was, um, you know, there was a lot of people around. Right. A lot of jocularity, a lot of joking, a lot of fun, a lot of nonsense. Not, well, it was fun then. But then my life is so much better on the mountain Aww. because it's beautiful and it's amazing. And I can see more of God's amazing grace and his miracles of the ocean, of the island itself. Oh, and lovely. it was so much better. Sorry, in the middle there, we lost the we lost the the, the view. Uh, but um, I thought that was 
awesome. As I was reading that, that's all I kept thinking about was that whole journey, which was long and windy and bumpy. And that's then so cool. Smoothed out. Even the zip line was beautiful. <laughs> Watching everybody laugh and enjoying themselves and kind of free flying through the air. Yeah. Kind of like when we go up to see Jesus. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So you want to answer the comments first or do you want me to get my I want to hear yours. I've been I've been okay. waiting two days to hear yours. So mine was a little bit of the opposite of the way Spurgeon describes this and the way that you describe it too is that um, mine, I feel like when I met Jesus, he sh took me to the mountaintop. Mm. He like showed me how vast and amazing and beautiful his kingdom is. And I was just like, whoa, this is amazing. And then he's like, okay, daughter, now I got to drop you off back at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> you got to go back? He, he, well, he showed me what I was going to. Oh, okay. He took me to the end first. Mm -hmm. He took me to the end and said, okay, now I need you to climb the mountain yourself. So he took me to the bottom to, to the base of the mountain to get back. But he had to show me a vision of where I was going. Or I'd never get back up mm. on that mountain. So he uh, had to basically tease me with the, this is where you're going. And then drop me back at the bottom of the mountain. And then every time I'm going through the mountain or in every journey, there are valleys and you feel like you're climbing the mountain and you're, you've gone so far up that you can't go back down, but you haven't gone far enough that you don't, but you're scared to even go further up. Mm -hmm. So you kind of get stuck, but then you hit a plateau and then there's a river and the streams and there's beautiful flowers. And you're like, Oh, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And then it gives you the energy kind of like what we did. So we did the road to Hannah yesterday. And it was winding it was a total of 620 turns. So we were all, <laughs> ready to vomit except for andy all of us girls are like Ugh. and so but every time we stopped it was like okay this is really beautiful okay i'm catching my breath i think I've, i think i can keep going and then you get back in the car so i feel it's very similar to that is that he shows me the his beauty and his majesty along the road and then i remember i have the memory of where i'm going and i continue on wow that was pretty good yeah i thought mine was good yeah, no, it's it's there, and isn't it amazing how different they are? Everybody's walk is so different, and I still think a little bit about how in my life and that the lower levels, you know, at sea level. Yes, because uh, we were having a good time, and it seemed perfectly fine. Right, and, and, and we're uh, I think they got shaved ice. I couldn't have shaved ice. Normally, in my old life, I would have had the shaved ice with beer, uh, the shaved ice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it seems like it's okay. It seems like it's, wow, this is pretty nice. It's, yeah. I'm spending time with my daughters. Uh, we are, you know, enjoying some desserts. Right. Uh, and the buildings don't seem that bad. You know, it seems okay. I Isn't that live, I just interesting here. how your perceptions are heightened too? Yep. In the moments of clarity and sobriety. Right. You kind of notice in, everything. And then even in that van going back where we had to go was behind a bunch of homes that are all falling apart. And there's cars that are, their doors are torn off, you know, and there's right. all kinds of trash inside the cars now because they're just, I don't know, they're dumpsters, I guess. Um, but as we're driving by, I didn't give it that much thought. Just like, yeah, this is normal. This is normal for this area. But it wasn't until you got to the mountaintop and saw God's grace and love and, and beauty yes. that you go, oh. That was really kind of ugly down there. I got kind of used to. I got kind of used to the ugly. You got kind of used to the ugly, the sludge. 
You're like a pig slopping in mud. You're like, well, this has got a good. And then you get out and you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. We actually, speaking of, we were in the mountains in Hannah and there was this really like elegant looking chihuahua, the kind that belongs in like Paris Hilton's handbag. And he was standing in the dirt in the middle of nowhere in Hawaii. And I was making a funny voice saying that this chihuahua was probably saying to himself, how did I end up here? I should be in some Louis Vuitton handbag in Beverly Hills and I'm in this pile of dirt. <laughs> so it's very similar to that, right? Is this sense that, oh my God, I didn't realize where I should be until I got to where I should be. Probably even better, awesome. uh, you know, in a nice backyard in Beverly Hills with a pool. I'm telling you, that yeah. with a with a little diamond necklace. Yeah, with a. I'm with telling a, you, this still, Chihuahua did not belong in the muddy mountains of Hannah, Hawaii. <laughs> with a basset hound as a butler. Yes. <laughs> go get me my cheese. <laughs> All right, let's hear what uh, the scripture has to say. We'll go to scripture first, and we have Isaiah 40. No, you don't want to answer some of these little oh. comments. Oh, I didn't know we had anybody on. I'm, got tons of people. I'm not paying attention to those people. Yes. So Cindy just said hi, that she's not uh, going to be able to join us. Yes, it's 2 o'clock, middle of the day. Yep. But we're saying hi to Cindy anyways. Yep. And uh, Iris says, aloha. 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 Mahalo. Kamsamida. And Iris is going to be here next month. Actually, this is apparently a big uh, OC hangout because a lot of people we know are here. Yes. And Carrie's Wait, saying hi. Hi, Carrie. You want to add to that? Oh, I was going to say that down, we've heard that there's some Eldo people here. Yes. Which is funny. Absolutely. And Eldo being El Dorado High School in our school district. Sorry for those of you that are in Australia. Don't and, know what Eldo is. Right. And your friends on Facebook, there's some friends of yours that yep. are here. Yeah. And Carrie says we look relaxed. Oh. oh no, do we usually look really uptight? <laughs> you don't, I, I often look Oh, right, yeah. of course. No zip line. Okay, so yeah. I'm gonna share my theory of vacation as well, <laughs> because I think this is really important. And this is, since this is our first family vacation, we are trying to respect each other's- Do it other's, family? It, no. <laughs> We we a small dose because we had to take a small dose. If we took the entire family, Hedia would have to slit her throat. So we took a small dose of the family and decided that you have to learn each other's rhythms. Because when you're vacationing, every family has its own rhythm. Okay. Miramatis, extremely lazy travelers. Mm -hmm. We like to wake up late. We like to sleep late. Oh, we order oh, did I learn that lesson yesterday? We order room service. We don't want to. We don't want to do a lot of sightseeing. If we do, we do it from a car and we look out a window. I mean, extremely lazy uh, vacationers. <laughs> the Falcos are early risers, anyways. Crack of dawn, like with the roosters, and they want to do four hundred things in a day. Yes. So here we are negotiating these two these two patterns, and I uh, what I told Andy is like we all got to do ourselves mm. like to a certain extent except andy waking me up at the crack of dawn <laughs> that's unacceptable i said but other than that when we're on this we're on this thing whether it's the zip line or these okay look here's the thing okay so we're going up to see this part of the devotional yes okay <laughs> because it's important it's important it's part of married life oh, is okay. respecting each other's space and boundaries yes. and honoring each other without forcing each other it's very important <laughs> Okay. okay, so we went to see these waterfalls, and there was this rat. 
I'm going to flip flops and you're supposed to go down this hill thingy and there's a bunch of rocks and then you get to climb over these things to go see the waterfall. I looked at him and he said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And he's like, okay, then I won't do it either. And I said, no, this is your vacation. You climb the mountain, you go down, you have a blast. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to make new friends. We're going to talk about Jesus and I'm going to watch from the top. And that's what happened. And that's what happened. Hmm. Because you shouldn't. Force... I thought it was a trick. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have a woman trick too to be like, I'm yeah. not going. And then to yeah. be like, I can't believe you went without me. You told me to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not about that. I'm about everybody. I don't want you forcing me and I'm not forcing you. And you know why? And my daughter asked me later why. I said, listen, I've done enough crazy things in my <laughs> life that I had to do because somebody was forcing me that I refuse to do them anymore. I refuse to do anything that I don't want to do unless Jesus tells me to do it. Mm -hmm. so, like I'm marry a, a man with five kids. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> other than that, after that, I am not eating what I don't want to eat. I'm not working out when I don't want to. I don't want to do extreme sports if I don't want it. So there's the story behind the zipline. Wow. I'm answering the questions about the zipline. No, that was a heady story. Sorry. That was it. <laughs> I am not ziplining. I'm not doing anything that will injure myself and send me back home with a twisted ankle or a broken back. Wow. Okay. So that's it. All right. I love that. Iris. Uh, what oh. town was the zipline located? Kanapali. Kanapali. Uh, yeah. Yes. Just a little bit. Down. Yes. We are in Kanapali. So it depends Maui. on what part of Maui you're in. Yep. It was awesome. They said it was the best one. Although that was the company saying it was the best oh, one. Of course. <laughs> in Hawaii. Uh, Shaka bra. Yes, Shaka. that's why they kept repeating that on uh, on the yeah. uh, road to Hannah. And uh, she says, "No, you both look extremely relaxed." <laughs> so we are. Thank you, Carrie. And Hetty uh, explains everything nicely and respectfully. Yes. Thank you, Lisa. And I appreciate it. Six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing nice comes out of me at six o'clock in the morning, folks. Nothing. <laughs> this morning he was gone yeah i just left. and then by the time i woke up i was like where is he i can't hear anything i can't hear <laughs> him. i was like where are you Shnugums? and he's like i'm down at starbucks and yeah. i was like ah i was there when it opened 5 30. see that yeah iris says see i get it i will be with 16 family members Oof. kids and grandkids first time i'm listening to all the advice <laughs> yes Oh, it's so important. Everybody's got to respect everybody else's boundaries, you know? Yeah. Nobody should be forcing people to do anything. Compromise and acceptance is a key to a strong marriage. Awesome. Thank you, Carrie. That was a, that was a very good. Securitist route? Yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed that. Uh, did we already go to Isaiah? Yes. Oh, no. Isaiah 49. Now to the scripture? Yes. Okay. No, okay. okay, my love. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, what's funny is that in August, I'm going to Zion. Oh, Love yeah, the that's the name of the city. Yeah. That's so cool. In, in Utah. Ephesians 3.18. May... Um, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, how high and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, 
that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Mm. Was that in Jim about the uh, love that surpasses knowledge? Are we going to read that part? Because that part yeah, was awesome. I, think so. yep. I love the way he explains that. So we're going to read that. We're gonna in read Jim, Jim, I was thinking, what verse is in what book is Jim? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to read what Jim Ryman has to say about this because he does an awesome job. So 2 Timothy 1.12. This is why I'm suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know whom I have believed and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. And this is Paul basically saying, no matter how much I've suffered, I am not embarrassed by what I've suffered because I know my treasure is in heaven with the Lord who preserves it. That's so, great. Which is beautiful. All right, let's go to the book of Jim. Let's go to the book of Jim. <laughs> Where is it? Hold on, there we go. And Indeed, our knowledge of Christ increases as we climb the mountains of life with him. Yet in this life, we will never attain complete knowledge. In fact, it seems that the more we learn, the more we realize we don't know. Paul prayed we would be able to grasp how wide and how long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love. But he continues to know this love that surpasses knowledge. In other words, Paul prayed, we will know something that is unknowable, at least in this life. The love that surpasses knowledge. As we attempt to come to terms with this thought, does it make sense in the following respect? The love of Christ is infinite, but we in our minds are finite. Perhaps we will spend an eternity discovering the depths of his infinite love. How great is God beyond our understanding? The number of his years is past finding out. And that's from Job 36, 26. And when Christ returns, however, this will change. For now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. That's 1 Corinthians 13, 12. O sovereign Lord, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your strong hand. For what God is there in heaven and on earth who can do the deeds and mighty works that you do? Deuteronomy 3, 24. Mm. Oh, that was so good. Wasn't it? The love that surpasses knowledge. I want the knowledge of love that is unknowable. No, yeah. Oh. I, I like being comfortable with not knowing. It's usually hard yes. to not know. Well, no, you want it to be beyond your knowing. Yeah, beyond the possibility of knowledge. Even yes. the smartest man on earth can't know. Can't know. That's pretty cool. Isn't it? It's like a Christmas gift. It is. Open. Repeatedly, every day. Yeah. I gotta ask you something. Yes. Um, you've shared, so I'm not sharing anything that you don't want me to share, but you've shared that in your time in DC, mm -hmm. that you said that people would have said that you weren't that easy to work for. Mm. You've shared that. Yes. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? I was an angel. <laughs> and that you're in, in some you? ways you were a little bit mean. I was mean. Okay. So in that time, to you, was that pleasurable? It was a means to an end. But there was no pleasure necessarily no. from doing it. So now that Jesus that has guilt. That Jesus has, has brought you to this other place that has re reduced the meanness a, a bunch great greatly. Still work in progress. <laughs> That's where you're going with this. Yes, I know I'm a work in progress. It's not all gone. No. Come on now. But you, I see moments where I, I kind of like wait, and then you come out with just this light and angelic 
voice and, and words that I oh. know in the past would not have been there. Yes. Does the, do you, do you, does it, is it, is there more colors that you see? I mean, I just want to know, I mean, because I, I get these pictures for me of that time was kind of that, what's that, uh, that color that's not black and white, but it's like, it's, it's brownish, you know, that, that sepia. Oh, so my old life is in sepia or sepia, whatever you pronounce it. Uh-huh. But this life now is, is in technicolor Technicolor, and it's beautiful. Yes. Is there any, do you, do you get that same or is that a man thing that, that the visual, color? Yeah. Like that you just, isn't it, is, does life seem to be just brighter and lighter and more colorful uh, with this uh, aspect of your life? I don't know if it's color. Hmm. I don't, because remember also, yes, you are very visual, right? So yeah. you notice the flowers, the plants. I am not a very visual person. Hmm. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't affect me in that way. What is more profound to me is how I feel internally. So my spirit gets happy. Hmm. Like my spirit feels lighter. Everything is easier. Things get um, resolved. And I feel, I kind of, I can almost feel when I overcome an obstacle or I get through something. And especially even if I pray about it, that the Lord go looks down at me and goes, good job, daughter. Hmm. Like, <laughs> like it was like, it's a tense moment. And, and so the, it's all happening internally. It's not something I see. For me, I feel like much of that life was living like multiple lives. Right. And living lives. As if some of them are other people's. Yeah, living lies. Because, you know, I wanted to put on this persona that everything was fantastic. That my marriage was fantastic. That the other marriage. Uh, oh. That the business was perfect. That, I, that there was no, no problems whatsoever. Um, and yeah. I mentioned this before on the broadcast, even yeah. when we first met, you were kind of like that. Yeah, it just felt like I'm just going to, everything's fantastic. Everything's fantastic. <laughs> I was like, in the past, that was all fantastic too. These guys are a little crazy, but other than that, everything was yeah. fantastic. And and now with, and those of you that are have one foot in Christianity and one foot in something else, is that make the jump because it just clears, for me, it just it's, makes every day so much easier. Aww. So much more relaxed. I, I am relaxed in many ways just because of being with God. Yes. Like every day. Because I don't have to wake up to, okay, who am I going to see? What what face do I have to put on? What mask do I have to wear? Because I, like I, I got like 10 masks that I had to put on. That, like what story did I tell that person? That I totally It's like did. crazy. Because remember also, I was a, a secret wife. Oh. So I, a, a secret mistress, like it wasn't a legal marriage. Um, uh, it was in Islam, multiple wife situation. Uh, but so I had a different narrative. Every time you every, say that, I just go, I don't believe it. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> I had a different narrative for every chapter of my life. I had a different narrative for people I worked with. I had a different narrative for family. Because remember, my family didn't know. Most of my family members did not know. And so I had a different narrative that fit them. And then I had work people. And then I had um, my uh, close friends who did know who, my, um, who I was committed to. And sometimes my daughter was stuck in between the two of those, three of those mm -hmm. scenarios. Um, it was very, very difficult. Yeah. Life is so much easier living as a Christian. It was very, very difficult. So I'm getting ready. I, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't fix it. That's only showing my name. So those of you that were watching, it's not just me. Actually, Hedy is here too. Yeah, look at that. 
Uh, oh, comments. We had quite a few comments. Let's see what we had. We left off on. Yes. Uh, it is amazing when God shows you the unknowable as you walk through life. Mm. So true. But isn't it interesting that I never would have known that it could be this wonderful? Like, I thought that's just how you live life. Like there was no concept of, I mean, even as much as people told me about God and I read about God and I was walking into church and in and out of churches every Sunday and even on Fridays and Thursdays, right. on an occasional Wednesday, um, that I, I still thought that's the way you live life. Right. That you go in there and you get cleaned or cleansed and that was going to be good for the rest of the week. And I had to come back. It was like a car wash. Yeah. And I would be four wheel driving, four wheel driving, you know, Monday through Saturday and then have to go to the car wash. Who do you think Sunday. teaches that? Where does that come from? Uh, probably Catholicism. Catholicism right? I think so. Okay. You just have to go into that little room with that odd man on the other side. The car wash. Yeah. <laughs> then go to the car wash. <laughs> but I just would have never, if I, if, if I just somehow would have been put into like a, um, what are the glasses? The A, the A, R. Yeah, but it's virtual I'll, reality. Virtual reality, VR. VR. Uh, if I just would have had somebody here, this is what it would look like as a, if a real Christian when you're born again. This is what it's going to be like. Here, put these yeah, VRs on. That wouldn't I go, be. Oh shoot! I want that because I'm so relaxed. I don't have anything to hide. You can look at my phone. You can look at my computer. You can look at my emails. And you can look at everything. There's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, I. it's a glorious feeling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is somebody, but if somebody was showing me, but I didn't, when you don't know, and I think that's the beauty of God. God's going, hey, exactly. you know, I tried to tell the Israelites for years. I tried to tell the Jews for years. With me is much better than without me. <laughs> but nobody listens. They can't grab the concept of living in a place of love constantly. Yeah. Of forgiveness. Same with kids, friends, yeah, relatives. I try to tell them the same thing. Yeah. So crazy. All right, let's go to the next one. Lisa uh, says, so wait. Oh, sorry. Did I skip one? Yes. Um, Carrie, it feels like Christmas morning every day when I was very little. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Uh, Carrie says, there's that feeling of victory step by step, Pedia. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I know you can appreciate that, Carrie. Uh, it's just the, it, in, and that's uh, the analogy to the mountain, right? Is that you're climbing, you're climbing, and then you just hit this. I don't know, this plateau or this beautiful valley where there's a creek and then there's a waterfall and you're just kind of like, oh, man, okay, I get it. I get it now. I get it now. Yeah, yeah. God is so majestic and so beautiful. And then you just go to another valley and start climbing again and then go up another mountaintop until you reach another peak. Mm. So it's very cool. Lisa says, my job is to take care of the possible and to trust God with the impossible. That's a nice quote, Ruth, Ruth Graham. Graham. And Lisa agrees that it's Catholicism that did that because the priests and the bishops and the post got between us and God. And when you're born again, there's nothing between you and God. Mm. You know, it comes along with that. And, you know, this is a pet peeve of mine uh, with the kids. Uh, and that is the, the, the reason you live life sometimes is you care too much about what other people think. Yes. And I, I love not caring what uh what people think <laughs> i mean it was, it was that weird thing because i do feel like i didn't care then what people thought but then i also cared what people thought yes I, my image yes right? the image. what the image i wanted 
right? Um, but uh, it's also uh, just frustrating that, that these kids, because of social media, uh, worry about their uh, what they look like, you know, what they're doing. And there's some oddness to, you know, the, the thing I always go, why do you guys always make a face when you do these things? Well, that's what we do on so, but it's like now you have to, what, I don't understand. Well, uh, life starts to mimic, what is it? The reality? Reality starts to mimic uh, virtual reality. There's an expression. Imitating art. Yep. Life imitates art. Mm. Yeah. Where they're now their regular expressions are imi imitating their art artistic expressions. Uh, Actually, I got a really funny story. Oh, that's a good one. Are you, are you done with the Zara and the runner? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my Andy repeatedly has little wise, little wise sayings that he gives kids. Actually, we both do. Yes. But this one came from Andy. <laughs> Andy was like, "Do not stare at your phones while you're walking because you're gonna you're gonna trip on something. You're not gonna pay, you're not paying attention. Stop staring at your phones. You look like a doofus. I also and you look like an idiot. <laughs> um, and so Ray stopped looking at her phone, but Zara didn't. And so I was just like, Zara, stop looking at your phone. And I think she stopped for 30 seconds. And then she went back down looking at it. And this runner, not even on a bicycle, bro. He's a runner. And he smashes into my daughter. <laughs> I laughed my head off, I got to tell you. And, and it was like, and then as soon as she thought, I would be like, so startled. And I was like, yeah, see, if you have your head in your phone, that's exactly what happens. I think the guy, I think the guy did it on purpose. That's my theory. Yeah, because there's theory. no way he could have missed it. Yeah, because he was alert. Everybody it's, gets irritated by people looking at their phone. Like like when you're waiting in a, si at a sidewalk and light turns green and there's people crossing, looking at their phone. Right. Like, walk across the sidewalk stop looking at your phone right oh it's just it's it's crazy so i think there was a little bit of purposefulness in that guy's yes. uh, actions it worked <laughs> it worked there was no sparing the phone yes <laughs> uh what do we got i think it's least no next one down yeah uh, yes 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 idea was a, another oh one. yes i raised my kids telling me you can't worry about what anybody thinks except the people that you respect yes well jesus Right? That's one he does. I worry about what he thinks. Yes. And then you next. Thank you. It's a hideous story. Yay! Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no, no. I got I to get busy creating yeah. those uh, intros into our stories. Yes. Uh, oh. Emojis. Emojis. All right. So uh, those of you that joined us a little bit late, what we're doing is yesterday's devotional because we really liked it. Uh, and now I remember my story. Yes, that was important. Um, and so uh, for our podcast and for the Real Life Network, we wanted to do yesterday's. And then later on this evening, we will come back into tonight's, which is the 26th, uh, so that um, we can get two of them in. Amen. We had a little difficulty just with fitting it in with all the shenanigans. Yeah, because also the timing is late. But, and the timing is different. We, yeah. we missed it yesterday because we thought we could fit it in. But before we knew it, it was 7 o'clock. 1,225 12, turns. Yeah, I did that while everybody else slept. <laughs> Break, gas, turns, thousands of, uh, of of motions I had to do. And the other three people in the car slept the entire time. Tried to, at least. Oh, and then they, and then they grumbled that they were, we weren't getting home fast enough. I said, what? You guys, you've been sleeping the whole time. I mean, you maybe spent 10 minutes on this trip with your eyes open. It is pretty funny that you're traveling with three women. Oh, yeah, they go, well, are we home yet? <laughs> what? We, in, in your mind, we just left. 
<laughs> I've been on this tour for five hours. <laughs> oh, and, then they, and then they said they were tired. Okay, then, yeah, then they were tired. Like, I just okay. catnapped for 30 minutes. Okay, to be tired. <laughs> it's such it's such jocularity. Yes, I just, teenagers. I just have a whole different view of life, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Almost like a military man. I guess it's a cop thing. You get up early in the morning because what are you gonna? You're gonna miss out on life. Yeah, but that's your theory. It's that's your that's you do you, boo. What? Some people really cherish good sleep. It's really good for you. No, good long it's bad. sleep. No, it's not. That was horrible for you. Oh my god! There's <laughs> absolute every medical eight hours, not fourteen hours. Oh no! Of sleep. Any medical journal no. you read at least eight or nine hours. I said eight hours. Yeah, but we're not even on eight hours. Yesterday, for some of them, it uh -huh. might have been like 14 hours of sleep. <laughs> no, they're growing. And you know, the pediatricians oh. will tell you at their age, they should get at least 12 hours. I, I, I never did. But Look at me. Yeah. You just guns. finished explaining to everybody that your yeah, beginning of your life of... was like Mad Max, and I... you're telling them that that's the point of reference. Well, I got more sleep when I was hungover. Oh, <laughs> there was a lot of sleep going on. Okay. <laughs> oh, barely got out of the hotel room. All right, what's next? Uh, Carrie says some like slowing down, others can't. Andy, go oh, leg. Yes, Carrie, I thought you were my friend. Yeah, some people just can't slow down. <laughs> I already saw the ocean and the beautiful waves and listened to the birds so chirping. I'm Two so or three birds come you. and visit me on my table while I was sitting there looking at the view. I'm so happy for you. I think that's awesome. I got the, I got the opportunity to share Jesus with about 10 people. Did you? The opportunity, I didn't. But I had the opportunity <laughs> to share Jesus with 10 people. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> All right, anything else you know? I think we got it. All right. Got to go plan we're, the day we're, now. We're going to use all our stuff up for the day, or do you think we have something for tonight? I don't know. We may have told all of our stories. Okay. <laughs> but tomorrow we, uh, oh, we'll be back in time to do it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, we might be able, we might be able to do that. All right, my friends. We love you. We love you. God bless. Bye. Take care. Bye.